Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to another episode of the NARPM Radio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I am going to be interviewing Jonathan Cook. Jonathan is a BDM extraordinaire who has helped many companies grow their business, PM firms grow their business, and he is also the co-host of two podcasts, the Profitable Powerhouse Properties Podcast and now the Investing Revolution It's always good to have a fellow podcaster on because then he makes my job much easier. As a matter of fact, I probably won't get a word in edgewise with Jonathan on the podcast. Just kidding, Jonathan. But before we get there, let's get into our hot topic of the day, the hot topic of the day. So you all know that I own VPM Solutions. So I do talk about, you know, remote team members from time to time on this podcast. And of course, if you follow me on the socials, I definitely talk a lot about remote team members and if you ever see me give a presentation at NARPM, you talk, I talk a lot about remote team members. So today for my hot topic, I want to talk about how to determine when you need a remote team member, All right? And there's these little, I call them taps on the shoulders that say, oh yeah, I probably need a remote team member. So what are these taps? Well, tap number one is your team is over sh- stressed. When I ran property, ma- when I ran Empire, the property management company, um, what happened to me was, for me to make money, for me to be profitable, when I had all of my team based here in the United States, the team had to be stressed. And then the team would start tapping out, meaning they're, they're super stressed and I might lose them. So then I have to hire somebody, but by hiring that person, what happens is now I go into the red. And so now I have to get more properties to then get into the black as I hire these people. All of a sudden, I hire, this, I hire somebody, right? Pro- company's not making as much money. The team gets less stressed. I bring in more doors, and the team gets super stressed again, and I got to hire somebody, and it's this kind of cycle that goes uh, back and forth, like a seesaw. The second tap might be that your payroll is greater than 30 to 34% of your revenue. So for a service-based industry, I've been been told and I've read that your um, your payroll should be around 30 to 34 percent of your revenue at Empire ours was like 56 percent that told me that we were either had too many people or overpaying but we knew that we didn't have too many people because again everybody was stressed out uh, third tap is that you start to get complaints especially about communication you start to get complaints about lack of communication your residents are complaining your owners are complaining and you start getting more and more complaints this tells you that things are not getting done in a timely fashion. It tells you that the sort of little things are getting left off and maybe tasks are going, uh, not, not getting completed in a timely fashion. The next tap is little things aren't getting done. The biggest indicator is no one is getting online reviews anymore. 
right? That those these are the little things. All the little tasks that used to get done in a timely fashion aren't getting done. So all of a sudden, the little things aren't getting done. All of a sudden, another tap is you're reactive instead of proactive. So you might have used to call people before owner statements went out, but now you can't. You know, just you're always answering emails or the phone is, the, the phone's ringing, the emails are binging, and your team is just sitting there being super reactive instead of being a, a proactive company. And you just can't get the team to be proactive because there's just so much so much work and so many tasks that need to get done. And the last piece is, you've, you've, you've said, if you said this, the last, the last kind of indicator or tap is, you, if you said this in the past, I just can't find good people, right? And so if you just can't find good people, that might be true in the U.S. because inflation, because people are asking for more money, the job role might not require anything more than $30,000, $35,000 a year, but now the people that are coming in and applying for those jobs, the $30,000, $35,000 a year jobs, they might have a GED, maybe a high school diploma, really no formal, no additional education after that. They have family challenges. The way their life, their personal life affects your business because now they can't come in, the car's broke down, they can't come in because they can't find a babysitter, uh, whatever it is. And so if you said, I just can't find good people, that's when a remote team member might be a solution. So those are some indicators that, that um, will help you determine if you are looking or if you needed some, some help and a remote team member is a great way to, uh, to get that help. We'll be right back and then we're gonna talk to our good buddy, Jonathan. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end -end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody. And as promised, I got my, my good buddy, BDM extraordinaire, and basically everything property management and investing, Jonathan Cook. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Pete. I am so excited to be a part. So you, you, you actually just had a change. As we're recording this, you just actually had a change. So just tell us real quick about where, yeah. where you're at right now. Where, where was the so, change that just happened? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I love my friend Todd. I was with Todd for a little over a year. Todd Orshide, right? Yep. Todd Orshide, our, our good buddy. I got an opportunity from Maya Madden with RevUp to come and join her team and be her executive consultant. So RevUp is a startup company. We help property management companies grow, get their portfolios larger, and, and really kind of structure that process out so that they can handle the door growth that they experience. 
and make it like a repeatable process. It's pretty neat. It's actually really exciting to be a part of that team, especially at the level that I've joined in as. So Maya gave me a call and she was like, Jonathan, look, I know that you're pretty happy where you are, but this is a chance to be back in home in Birmingham, where I'm from, and, and to be a part of something bigger. It is, it is industry-wide. It is changing how we as property managers see the industry. Would you like to be a part of that? And how am I going to say no to that, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, you, you spent most of your career helping investors and building property management firms. So we're going to get into the net, the, the nuts and, and uh, bolts of what it's going to take to grow a property management business and what you've learned. But sure. before I ask, before that question is answered, I want to ask you, because we're, we're, we're near the beginning of 2023. So what do you think 2023 is going to be like for the property management industry? Man, that is such a good question. To understand what we're about to experience, I think a lot of us are kind of leaning back on our experience from 2008, 2009, and the kind of the years after that. And, and I think it's going to be similar in many, many ways, but the, the foreclosures, the economic destruction that happened in 08, I don't think we're going to see anything like that. But the technologies that we've introduced into this space will allow really savvy investors and property managers to kind of take the opportunities that are going to be presented with the foreclosures and with the the reductions of price the the more opportunity that there is to invest in the markets we're going to see that grow of course i mean interest rates being high make that harder for the everyday investor to go out and buy a second, third, fourth, fifth property. But the bigger guys, the people that can pay cash for you know, some of these properties, they're going to go out and snatch them up and they're going to need property management. I think we're going to see an influx of new property managers hitting the market, hitting the, hitting the industry with 50, 60, 100 doors. They're going to pop in because they've got investors that are buying again. And some of these people are younger. Some of these people are just kind of new to the space. And some of them are going to do great. Some of them are going to adopt the technology and the systems that we've all seen. I mean, a lot of our friends, I mean, you, for instance, that, that make property management companies be able to spread their wings. You know, one person now can do the work of three people with a lot of the vendor technologies that are in the play or in the space. So we're going to see these people that are new to the industry come in and they're going to do really well if they adopt the right attitudes, which is, well, okay, what is, what is my talent? My talent might be in leasing. Okay, cool. Handle leasing, do the leasing, but there's got to be admin. There's got to be, you know, maintenance. There's got to be biz dev. All of those things can be sourced right? At this point, every aspect of property management can kind of be sourced depending on what your skill set is. And we're going to start seeing property management companies built around technology solutions to still accomplish the same tasks, right? I mean, does, so does that do you, do you see seem to track with you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Look, efficiency, technology, and virtual team is what I've been preaching for 10 years. Good yeah. times and bad times. 
Now, a couple of things I want to touch on here. So you you mentioned foreclosure. Do you foresee foreclosures rising next year? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for I sure. Do. Okay. I mean, I, it's not going to be. I don't even come close to think that it's going to be like 08. It, it's not the, the 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 type of lending that was happening in 06 yeah. created that. Right. Right. We're not going to see the same types of things. But just because the economy is getting harder, inflation is getting higher. People, the average American consumer doesn't have as much, you know, money as they did. I mean, two or three years ago, they're going to be some foreclosures. It's not going to be nearly what it was, but we're going to start seeing more than we saw the last two or three years because inventory is going to sit. Now, one of the things that I've seen happen just recently is a lot of these iBuyers with these algorithms on they're going to buy a house and then turn around and wholesale and flip it or whatever. They're, they're, st- they're not buying anymore. Do you think that's going to affect the market in any way? Yeah. So, so what we're seeing, and it's, it's like, it's a shock to a lot of people's systems, especially that got into the industry in the last five or six years. They've never experienced properties sitting on the market for more than a month or two. Right. I mean, five years ago, the the average days on market was still right around 30, maybe 35 for everything from sales to rent to whatever. And you run to it now, something hits, sits for 45 days, 60 days. People lose their minds because they, what do you mean it's been on the market for two days? That's still a technically a seller's market. I mean, three months worth of inventory is that's still a neutral, that's a neutral market. Three months yeah. is neutral. Yeah. 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 And these people are freaking out over 60 days. Come on. But people don't know how to handle it. People have lost that skill. And so it, you know, it's affecting a lot of people. Do you, do you foresee institutionals? You're, you're kind of in bed with some institutionals. Are they yep. still planning on, on buying? Cause they, they do. I mean, a lot of them buy cash, but a lot of them don't, right? A lot of them are, are, are yep. borrowing funds. Um, so with interest rates going up, do you do you foresee them still buying what they claim they were going to buy, you know, in 2022 and, and what they claim they're going to buy in 2023? Or do you think there'll be a drop off there? I think there's going to be a drop off because they're finding other avenues to disperse that money instead of buying mm. existing properties. They can go in and build and have a nearly same return. I mean, if, if you can do a build to rent model and get a 12 percent return, why not do it? Do you know how much space of, of just open space there is in the Southeast? I mean, it's. You can Texas, also put the money in bonds and make almost as much money. Oh my God, exactly. <laughs> as bond, as bond prices, as, as bond rates sure. increase. So, okay. So tell me about the mom and pop invest. Most of the people listening yeah. here uh, deal with mom and pop investors mm-hmm. with rates going up. Do you foresee the mom and pop investor getting squeezed out as there's more cash buyers? Institutionals are still buying potentially, um, or do you think that um, the sellers will finally become aware that they that they cannot sell their property for the same price, and even though rates are up, I'll get the money on the front end, meaning I'll get it off the sale of, of the property? So I think my- I'm asking personally because I'm, I'm an investor, and I'm trying to see if I need to buy houses next year. <laughs> you do need to buy houses next year, Pete. I, 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 this is the way that I look at it. I just recently, last week, I interviewed a local real estate investor that owns about 15 properties. And this is in the Birmingham Metro. And and I, I happened to ask her over the course of about an hour and a half worth of interview where she self-assessed herself in terms of 
real estate uh, investment expertise in a you know one to ten scale. This is this is a mom and pop investor, and mm -hmm. and her response for a self assessment was an eight, and I said, okay, you have fifteen properties. A, a ten would be like you know Warren Buffett, and you think you're an eight, and she said yes. Now then I asked her what her annual income was per property, and she could not tell me. Mm. Now that's that seems hilarious to us because we're in this industry. The reality is most of us that deal with mom and pops, most mom and pops realistically fit in that range to where they think they're much more educated than they are. We know that the rates are going to affect them. Most of them aren't spending their days reading through, you know, real estate articles and keeping themselves up to date on the latest interest rate changes and what's happening with, you know, Blackstone and, you know, what, how are the iBuyers are working and what does Zillow think about this? They, they're uninformed. They're, they're just uninformed. They, they don't spend the time in it that we do. So I don't think their buying natures and their selling natures are going to be much, much swayed. Like they might not sell as often. And so property managers are going to have more opportunity to operate with them because we'll be able to rent the properties out for them as opposed to, you know, selling for them. So we'll see some of that, but I don't think the actual mom and pop investor is going to have a major shift like we have seen in the past. I don't think it's going to be major. It'll be slight, you know, it'll be more of a veer than like a hard 90 degree turn on what their strategies are. They're just going to, they're going to slowly be like, okay, well maybe I can't buy the same half million dollar property. Maybe let's drop it down to a $300,000 property. Maybe let's drop it down to $250,000 property. They're, they're, they're going to change what they're looking for because they're not going to find the returns that they need. And so, so it just, so you, you think there's for. actually more, uh, there's actually more potential for property managers because there's not as much, there's not as much income that, that these people, yeah. that these, that these self-investors or these, you know, these, these mom and pop investors can get squeeze out of there, out of the, the, the property because they, maybe they bought a little bit wrong. So they're going to lean on property managers, people who know, people who are experts to maybe help them find the next properties or oh, to, sure. to manage the property more efficiently to squeeze more, more revenue out of that property. Absolutely. I do. I, I think okay. there's enough information now. I mean, what, what is a real estate investment cycle in terms of years? 15 years, probably? That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, coastlines, maybe 20 if you're not in the coastlines. Okay. Yeah. So, so think about the kind of information you could have gathered 15 years ago. 15 years ago, you didn't have YouTube. You didn't have, yeah. you know, podcasts like this. You didn't have this kind of information. And so the new investment cycle that we're kind of hitting on now I mean, the, the, the people that currently are mom and pop investors, there's more information, but they also recognize in, in most cases that like, okay, I can sort through all this. I could read through these websites. Maybe, or maybe just, or just hire an expert. I can hire an expert that, yeah. that typically, because they're, they're going to be positioned in terms of their income and their, their economic situation that it, it's going to make a lot more sense for them to just go and hire somebody that knows this inside and out that that's a much safer bet for them than oh, I'll just go buy this house that I found on Zillow because there's estimates and I can estimate these numbers. They've heard too many horror stories. It's right. always anecdotal for them. So it's much safer to go and find an expert. And I don't just mean someone that is a professional. I mean, an expert. And that's what we're going to see in the property management industry. Those of us that really get 
what we're doing and those of us that can go out and evangelize our you know our information and our our, our expertise those are the ones that you're going to start seeing making major rises people that you might not even know of today five or six years from now that they they're going to be big players so over the last year or two it's been like you said very easy to sell sell a house mm-hmm. right like there's i mean it, there's been bidding wars right and, and you're even to now you're saying it's 30 60 days it's the neutral market but we know where this is going we know that it's going to become a buyer's a buyer's market at some point uh do you believe if you owned a property management firm would you be creating marketing strategies around those reluctant landlords or yeah. do you do you like not worry about them you just only want to work with investors or do you believe that there's there's a lot of opportunity for reluctant landlords so there's a ton of opportunity the the, the reality of a sales process right when when we look at growing a property management firm you can key into well my niche is investors great work with your investors but simultaneously if you're not Especially if you have real estate, right? Especially if you do realty. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you're not facilitating some form of marketing, some continuing education pieces, a drip campaign, a an SDR outreach program, something. SDR? Is, yeah. So uh, uh, like a, an outbound appointment setter, you know, calling numbers. Okay. Uh, setting, a setting appointment. Type point. Yeah, okay. some some sort of program like that. He's that he's using he's using big fancy acronyms, people. I, I can't keep up with them. <laughs> I apologize. Um, if, if you if you are missing out on at least getting in front of these smaller, uh, not investors. I mean, your accidental landlords. If you're if you're missing out on at least an outreach program to them, when the market shifts and investment stops you are going to be choked off on your growth potential because we all have churn. Everybody has churn. So you've got to continue a level of growth just to stay even. And, and because of the amount of accidental landlords, that's what yeah. you had, you'd said that um, you see a lot more new PMs come into business. This is kind yeah. of a direct result of that, correct? Absolutely. Right. Agent can't right. sell house. Agent can't yeah. lease. So agent leases house and an agent <laughs> ends up getting into management whether they want to or not. Right. That's how we all got into this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, right. That's, that's how, that's, that's so many story. That's so many people's story that I know it's, it's unreal, but that's exactly it. It's, you know, I had this house listed for six months and then they said, well, what if we just put a renter in there? Okay. I can figure out how to do that. Bing, bang, boom. I'm a property manager. Now I've got yeah. 50 doors, a hundred doors, 200 doors. That's what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's silly to not recognize that it's a pattern. I mean, nothing new is under the sun, Pete. We, we see the same stuff happen over and over. Yeah, so. it's true. You just got to prepare for it. All right, so here's something that's kind of newer, though. Airbnb. Yeah. Airbnb, yeah. Um, they... There, there's rumors out there, and I don't know how true they are because I'm, I'm not... I don't have my finger on the Airbnb pulse, but the rumor is that there's more... There's more supply than demand for the first time. And there's a lot of people that bought a lot of properties that they cannot no longer Airbnb, but they bought them so wrong that they can't long-term lease them. Do you think that's, this will have any kind of impact for property managers in 2023? Yes. It, that's not a full answer. Yes is correct. It, All right. Well, moving on. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think trends happen, you know, pe- people run into things that are like, Ooh, this is a great idea. And as long as, you know, the cash flow is coming in, it seems great. 
But these investments, because they get a fad behind them, they start creating, you know, their own downfall because, oh, well, you can Airbnb this for $300 a night. So that's, you know. Yeah, you got to make 400% more on your on your money every month versus long-term leasing. Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. do that. But then you start inflating the price for it. So then you go, well, actually, instead of it being worth. And then you overpay overpay for the property because of it. Exactly. So then it cycles and it cycles and then it stops working. And, And it comes back down to education. Airbnb works. It does. As long as you can legally Airbnb your property, it is a good investment. But. You should not plan your investment based on Airbnb lifestyle. That's really hard to do because it's so short term. There, there is no $100,000 investment that you can plan to make your return over a handful of weekends, or you shouldn't. Just, you shouldn't cur- just curious, um, now that you're on the consulting side of things, yep. when you consult with, with some of your clients that are not doing short term, do you recommend they get into the short term game or it has to be the right, you know, it has to be the right fit. It has to be the right fit. I would never tell someone who has no expertise to join that. I mean, you, you have, it has to be something that you're already dabbling in and you have enough knowledge. Maybe you own a couple yourself personally. Maybe you own a couple yourself. Okay. Then, then you can start playing in that field. But I, I wouldn't tell somebody that's new to property management to, oh, by the way, you should also open up an Airbnb branch. No, you shouldn't. All right. So we've, we've talked about opportunities in 2023. We believe that property management firms, based on your assessment, that they're going to grow in 2023. It seems like is it's that that's kind of where you're leaning with all this, right? Yeah, totally. So, all right. So now I want to take advantage of those opportunities. So what does it take to grow a PM business, a property management business? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, the first thing you could do is you just give me a call and I'll set it up for you. It'll be done. Over. Came over. Done. <laughs> the easy no, button. Um, Click. Easy just button. hit the button. Hit the button. Click right. my name. <laughs> so growth is. And I know we can't answer this in, a, in one podcast and I get that. So, but just hit on maybe three or four like big points, yeah. like what you would do if you were sitting and owning a property manager firm, how would you grow it in 2023? How's that? So consistency is key. When, when you create. A, a, a program and, and you understand what your own niche is, you have to consistently perform at your niche and then let people know. So marketing can be expensive, but outbound calls are not. They are much less expensive than posting a billboard somewhere or getting on TV or putting Facebook ad pages, wherever. The, the, the key to growth is just letting the people out there know what your niche is. So this is, this is the great big secret in property management growth. This, this is the, the whole big secret right here, Pete. Guess what? Your clients are out there. The, the clients that you want as a property manager, they're next door. They're around you. They're, they're right there and they're self-managing. They are doing it themselves because they don't know that you exist. That, that's the secret. The secret is how do I go about finding that client so that I can reach out to them or that I can tell them like what, you know, that this is my niche and you're the perfect fit. Absolutely. So when you're talking, I guess the first thing is make sure you define your target client, right? Make sure. Yeah, there you go. Make (laughs) sure you define what your target market is. And then there, there's tons of, you know, leads. My my old business partner, Steve Rosenberg, he'd be like, well, the target is anybody who wants to own a house in the United States. I'm like, no, no, we go. need to define Plenty that a little bit more, right? And look, he'll fly to them. He'll <laughs> yeah, fly to them yeah. to get in front of them. 
And so, many of but it's important. Like, well, it's, it's, myself. So it's important to, to understand what is your niche is, what's the best that you can, yeah. that you do, and then define your target client so that you can right. find them. Which means it, it, it'd be less costly to find those people because yeah, you know exactly what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, once you once you've defined that, mm-hmm. you go to any of these data sourcing websites. There's literally hundreds. I couldn't even drop a few without sounding silly, but I mean because there's so many. Um, but you 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 can go and buy lead sources. All that is is just scrubbed public data. I mean, all, all this is just public record. You, okay. you go and you find public record. Who owns a property that they don't live in? Uh, on average, on average, what does that cost uh, per like per contact on average? I mean, it's it's there are so many different companies out there. So there's the, it's probably, a, okay. So there's it's just wide range, a wide range. Yeah, I mean, you're, but it's not very costly, spend, from my understanding. No, you're going right? to go spend a couple hundred dollars and okay. get a thousand leads. I mean, yeah. it's it's not expensive to do. Okay. But the the having the leads is, I mean, that's almost nothing. It's the actual getting in front of them. Like you're not going to grow just having the leads. Having leads does nothing to you if you don't reach out to them and call them. So yeah. then, okay. the step is understand your niche and make the calls. It's hard work. It's exhausting work. It's a lot of people hanging up in, in your face because who answers the phone to a number that they don't know? Nobody now. Only hardly anybody, so, yeah. So you have to have a system in place. You have to have a foundation, some sort of program, some sort of, and I don't just mean a CRM. CRMs are invaluable, but sure. you actually have to have a plan. And that's that, I mean, that's where RevUp comes in. That's that's the company that I'm with now. We're up. We we help you actually build a foundation to do that and an actual structure because the that's system. the key. Yeah, that's the, the system. system. Right, just it, like it, just like I need a system for my lease renewals and I need my yeah. onboarding system. I need a sales mm-hmm. system, and I, I think a lot of property management companies they they don't realize that you have to have a marketing system and a sales system. Yeah. And so because it feels ethereal to them, right? Sales seems so woo woo crazy oh how do you sell you have to have the gift of gab no you don't no you don't it helps i I would be lying to say that it doesn't help but so give us give us a kind of a a high level example of of a sales system right so i all right so i get the lead okay so i have a lead whether it came in through some kind of marketing activity or i or i bought a list i have a lead yeah so the the one that i like the best and so the one i'm going to preach about is you know, having an outbound call person, a call setter. To me, that is more effective than trying to do it yourself because property management is a time sink and you end up putting out fires and you don't make the calls, right? So you have a specific personality profile that that goes with that. I don't know if you're into disc or into a business development manager does need to kind of have the right personality. Someone doing outbound calls, they just have to be kind of tough. That, that, that helps. Thick skin. Hey, yeah. They thick need to be part helps. alligator. Exactly. <laughs> um, Italian, German, and alligator. And, and rhino. rhino. And rhino. Rhino. <laughs> Those help. Being part tank is helpful, but it, it's, it's the kind of task that, that chews you up. So having training behind it, I mean, that's kind of where we step in is we train those people to make sure that when they're making those calls, we can refresh. They don't get burnt out. They can actually have a a warm answer to those calls. So that process looks like going through those leads in the in the whatever CRM system you use. And you know, I'm kind of agnostic to that. I like them all. They are all helpful to some degree. Mm-hmm. But it is a a touch point and it is a continuous outreach program. That outbound outreach starts with call one, 
where the SDR, the the COA, we actually client opportunity advisor is what there we, you go. we call All right. it. I was you almost I was right. almost reach reach out so and say which COA, one is that one. COA is fun because they cover our assets. So, but but COA is what we call our group of outbound advisors because it's a client opportunity advisor. Every person in your lead system is a potential client. And just because they hung up in your face the first time you called them doesn't even mean that they're out of the sales program. Doesn't the mean no. Program. Doesn't mean doesn't. no. It just means not right now, right? A sales, exactly, exactly. A sales cycle is from introduction of them as a lead until they've made a decision to buy with you or not. They are always in that that tracking Interesting. somewhere. Yeah. Because it it all it takes is the right opportunity of oh well I inherited some money even if they say oh I'm I'm a renter well what happens if they inherit a house and some money and whatever else now they're a property management potential client mm -hmm. so if you drop them off of your system that's not great so you even so create you you even create drip campaigns for your residents then huh yeah nice we did. smart yeah never did that the, one. the the idea is everyone is potentially a client for us I like it and so it is getting in front of them. Having them actually answer the phone and have a conversation with you is step one. So that's how you have to get out to these people. And it's but going back to the target, getting the right target increases your yeah. chances of closure. No, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay. it totally does. I mean, that's where the, the lead systems come into play. Right. That's, okay. That's buying the right leads. But if you've bought the right leads, great. That's step one. Then you've hired someone to make those calls for you, a COA from RevUp. Great call. Way to go. And then it is having the coaching and the help to make sure that those calls, every opportunity that they're on the phone, that it's the most effective way to handle that. You're going to have people that are going to answer the phone and yell and scream and cuss at you. How'd you get my number? Why are you calling me? You're interrupting my kid's birthday party. Great. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your day, but yes, this is a cold call. Do you mind if I talk with you about this situation? It's public record. That's why I'm calling you is because my information tells me you might be a really good fit for right. what I have to offer. Can we just have a conversation about it? And that's that's the mentality that makes the growth exponential because maybe they fit with you today. Maybe they don't. Maybe they fit with you in three months. Maybe they fit with you in three years. But if you don't have a way to determine where they fall in that sales cycle and then a plan for once you've identified where they fit, well, what's your plan? If they tell you, well, I don't, I'm not going to buy real estate for 10 years. Cool. Well, you need to have a plan to reach back out to them in 10 years with the right information and the right kind of handholding to say, Hey, we talked 10 years ago. And if you've only talked to them once in that 10 year, you're messing up. You have to have an outreach program that works right. for that full time year or that full 10 year time period. And then at that 10 year time period, Hey, you know, we talked about you buying properties. So there's two things you put out there it? that, that you kind of glanced over that are, that are pure gold. Number sure. one is everybody you come in contact with should go into your CRM system. Everyone. Right. So that right there, it should be a game changer for some of you that are listening because a lot of you don't put in certain people like residents into your drips. Mm -hmm. The second one is every person that goes into your, to your CRM should be classified some way and you should have some type of, you call it a system, I'll call it a drip system, right? They, they, that to, to have the right information be in front of them for that particular, that particular instance. Yeah, of course. Like, so it's, so if, if you want to take that down and then distill it to an actual conversation, imagine if you're talking with someone who is telling you 
they are having problems with placing a tenant and yet you spend the entire time talking about how your maintenance system is great that doesn't connect <laughs> right right yep okay yep i so get it when you are talking to these potential clients cuz everyone is you have to identify where their pain point they fit what is the information that i could get to them where they see me as an expert in their pain point yep you know, think about it. That's what the social media platforms do so well, especially Facebook, right? I do one search for, you know, let's just say sports bra to buy my wife. Mm -hmm. right? Even though I'm a male, I get ads for sports bras all the time now because, you know, I, I made that search. But they, they realized, like, that was something that he was searching for. And you make a great point. If I'm a landlord and I have challenges with maintenance and you keep talking about, you know, lease placement. The, the applications and lease placement, it's a disconnect. Yeah. Well, like I, you stop listening. Why, why would, Hey, you know, I'm having an issue with my maintenance, you know, programs. I can't get a general contractor over there to finish a program. And then my tenants are always mad at me about this. Well, let me tell you about how we place the best tenants in the country. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, I'm done listening to you at that point. I'm, yep. I'm not hearing you could, you could tell me that you're going to find the best tenant on the planet. I'm not even going to hear it because it has nothing to do with anything that I've said. You're not actively listening. You're not following up with my pain points. You're just rolling over me to tell me about something that I don't frankly care about. Well, How man, I can, I can talk. I know you and I, we're both talkers and we could talk, literally talk about this for hours on end, but in the interest of time, we're going to cut to a commercial break and then we're going to come back for the, that's the lightning round. Oh, uh oh. All right. Lightning round. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program, starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. 
Pest Share will even pay for the expensive infestations, like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control, while Pest Share turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. Welcome back, everybody. All right, Jonathan Cook, are you ready for the, the lightning round? Ready. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, whatever comes to your mind. If you want to expand on it, we're going to let you, but whatever comes to your mind, you know, there's supposed to be kind of quick questions here, all right? Perfect. What is one thing most people do not know about you? Oh, Lord, uh, that I played football in high school. I, I wouldn't want the four kids, but okay. Everybody knows I have four kids. <laughs> That's true. All right. Football in high school, huh? Nice. Yeah. What Marvel character or DC character do you most associate with? Oh, Captain America. Nice. He's so pure. <laughs> what is your ideal vacation? Oh, fishing at the beach. What is one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out in the PM business? Oh, join NARPM. Does pineapple belong on pizza? All right. It, it can. I, I'm, I'm indifferent. It's fine. I'm not going to be mad at anybody for eating pineapple on their pizza. Am I going to eat pineapple on my pizza? Absolutely not. So it does not belong on pizza, and I concur. <laughs> <laughs> what book are you currently reading, or what is a book that has impacted your business or life that you can oh, recommend? Oh, okay. So, oh my goodness. You know, you could always just say anything Kiyosaki as, as written is, is great. That probably, I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad probably influenced me more than anything. And I'm, I'm always reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's the Bible for you, real estate investors. Well, you sure. use it like a Bible. I mean, it's, I've got a lot of other ones that I'm reading to kind of associate with different parts of the industry, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the thing that you always go back to, to, to sit there and make sure that you're not losing your mind. Other than a Norpum podcast, what's another podcast that you like? Doesn't have to be business related. Could be whatever. Just uh, just any other podcast that you would recommend. Okay. So uh, Some More News is a really good one. Some it, More News? Okay. Some Now, it's a little bit, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit leftist for, for a lot of our pals, but it's it's a good introduction into the mindset of a concerned millennial. How about that? All right. I like it. As a Gen X guy, probably not for me, but whatever. I'm too, I might, might be too old be. for that one. <laughs> what is one challenge you are currently facing in your business? Oh, time, man, time. <laughs> Finding the time to not just have the consultation calls, but it's the, it's the admin afterwards. It's when you're back to back to back to back with mm -hmm. consulting calls. It's, it's tough to stop. Sounds like you need a remote team member to be your, your admin. Yeah. I mean, th that is, that's so invaluable. Can someone please just type up my notes and put them into the system for me? That would be yeah. in, like worth its weight in gold. What do you prefer? Cats or dogs? Dogs. All right. You've passed the lightning round, Jonathan. Thank God. All right. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you or lo loved what you had to say and, and want to get a consultation or just reach out, what, how's the best way they can contact you? So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty active on both. You can email me at Jonathan 
at revupmastery.com, and I spell my name J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N because apparently there's 50 different ways to spell my name. There is. But uh, you, you can reach out to me on any of those platforms. I'm usually pretty responsive on LinkedIn and Facebook. On email, that's going to pop up and interrupt anything that I'm doing. So I'm really, really pretty apt to answer that relatively quick. If you are not a NARPA member and would like to join, please go to narpm.narpm.org and you can sign up right there or give the good folks a call at 800-782-3452. And if you are looking for remote team members, maybe you need a maintenance coordinator, a leasing assistant, or a sales associate or sales assistant, or a call, what do you call them, a COA? You can COA. go to you can go to vpmsolutions.com vpm virtual property management vpmsolutions.com thank you everybody for listening and appreciate you and we'll see you next time peace out thank you this has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers the recognized leader in property management along with your host Pete Newbig CEO of VPM Solutions where property management meets global talent The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org.